Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And today our topic is celebrating National Military Appreciation Month and Armed Forces Day with the Michigan National Guard. Joining us today will be Ferguson Anonye of the Michigan Army National Guard and Major General Paul Rogers, the Adjutant General for the Michigan National Guard, as well as the Director of the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. We have a really exciting show today. I hope that you um, all will stay tuned as we are diving into, you know, the response that the National Guard has had over the year, as well as what it looks like to be 39 years old and joining the National Guard for the first time as a new citizen to the U.S. So we hope that you stay tuned. We look forward to hearing more from you when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Again, today we're talking about celebrating National Military Appreciation Month and Armed Forces Day. Uh, and Armed Forces Day is May 15th. So, you know, it's today. And so I wanted to uh, bring on Rebecca Hemmelstein, who is one of our newest hires, actually. She is the Senior Communications Representative here at the MVAA. And she's going to be chatting with me about Armed Forces Day and Military Appreciation Month. So welcome to the show, uh, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me, Director. I'm excited to be here. Well, before we dive in, Rebecca, I just want, you know, you have such an interesting background. I just wanted to, to mention you, you were a reporter before yes. this, right? Yes. I worked as a news reporter here in Michigan for about five years, um, two of them in Marquette in the Upper Peninsula, and then three in Grand Rapids where we covered all the West Michigan. See, that's, that's really exciting. She, she, she looks like she's made for TV too. She has, she has the poise and the, the, the voice, she has it all. So I will just say this, Rebecca, we are so happy to have you on board. And I will say as well that you, uh, you have covered some amazing stories outside of the MVAA, but I'm excited about the stories that you're covering, um, inside the MVAA as well. And I wanted to touch on one really quickly. We, um, we had a conversation with Irene Hoskins. How old yeah. was she? How old 103 was she? years old. 103. And she was just so lively. So if you all are looking to hear about what this amazing uh, reporter, writer, uh, you know, communications representative here at MVAA is doing, you should check out our MichiganVeterans.com where she has been uh, turning out those stories left and right about uh, veterans in Michigan and different things that are going on. So we appreciate you. And, and so because you're a reporter and you do all this investigation, I would love for you to share with our listeners what Armed Forces Day is all about, because there are so many days in May, of, I mean, you know, coming up for veterans and military. It's, it's like, OK, so what is how is this different from Memorial Day? Can you talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely a great month to be a veteran, right, with every all of the different days we have throughout the month. But uh, yeah, Armed Forces Day is always on um, the third Saturday in May. It was created by President Truman as a day to pay special tribute to all the men and women in the armed forces. Um, and originally there was a separate celebration day for the Army, Navy and Air Force. But uh, back in 1949, they decided to combine all of them and create Armed Forces Day to celebrate um, really the unification of the armed forces in the Department of Defense. So now on the third Saturday in May, we 
say thank you to all of the men and women who have worn uh, our uniform and served in the armed forces. Um, originally, the first um, theme for Armed Forces Day was teamed for defense, which you know really combined all of the um, service units joining together as one. Um, it starts with, um, there's a bunch of different holidays, as I mentioned, throughout May that recognize our military. Um, it kicks off May 1st with Loyalty Day, where uh, we really just reaffirm our loyalty to the United States and our pride. Um, it then goes on with May 8th, we had Victory in Europe Day or VE Day, where we um, recognize the day that the Germans would surrender to the Allies and marking the end of World War II. And then a big day we had here, um, Friday, May 7th, was uh, Military Spouse Appreciation Day, where we recognize that uh, the sacrifice is made by a lot more people than just the men and women in uniform. There's a whole family of people behind them that are also making a big sacrifice, saying goodbye to their loved ones oftentimes. And then, as we mentioned again, uh, May 15th, we have Armed Forces Day, where we recognize um, our service members. And then it uh, finishes off with Memorial Day, which of course everyone knows is uh, May 31st, that Monday, um, which is really a remembrance to those who have made the ultimate sacrifice and died um, while in service for our country. And it's oftentimes uh, confused with Memorial Day and Veterans Day, which uh, Veterans Day celebrates all of the men and women who've worn the uniform, but Memorial Day is for those people who have died in battle or um, from wounds sustained in battle. So on May 31st, there's a, all Americans are encouraged to pause wherever they are at 3 p.m. local time to take a minute of silence, really just to remember all of those people who have given their lives for this country and for all of us. Well, yeah. And so I, I look at Armed Forces Day and Veterans Day because I'm like, well, isn't that Veterans Day as well? But Armed Forces Day really is that day to honor those who are currently serving. And so, you know, um, ways that we can do that, um, we can do that, you know, just based on some of the information we've found is you can wear red, white and blue on uh, today. You can fly the American flag. You can thank a man or woman. Yes, women serve, too, <laughs> who serves. Um, you can um, talk with or write to a military member who may be deployed overseas. You can donate to veteran or military based organizations or there's even websites where you can um, donate for care packages as well. Um, and then you can either volunteer through the VA or a veteran services organization like, you know, you know, DAV, American Legion, VFW, you know, Purple Heart. Uh, so so there are different ways that you can honor those who are currently serving. And I will say this right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued services. Without you, um, we wouldn't have and continue to enjoy the freedoms that we have. So thank you all of you out there who are still wearing the uniform right now as it's really important that we do that. And so uh, did you know all the differences between these days before we really start diving in? A little bit. I mean, of course, I knew the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day just from my experience growing up as well as being a news reporter where I got to speak with a lot of our Gold Star families and uh, people who lost loved ones who would talk to me about what Memorial Day really means to them and how it was more of a somber day. And it really... Uh, it really left an impact on me it's that it's important everyone else knows the difference as well but i really didn't know that there was all these individual days that had such a um a meaning for all these different people and i think it's so great that we're able here at the nba to really recognize those uh, groups of people and say thank you and thank you for what they've done for us 
Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. I know that you are not alone uh, in not knowing all these days. I don't think I knew them all either. <laughs> and so thank you for joining us. And when we return on the Veterans Perspective, we'll be joined by newly joined National Guard member, uh, Ferguson Anonye. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I am your host, Zanetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And joining me today is Airman First Class Ferguson Anonye of the Michigan Air National Guard. And he will be talking with us just about his passion and his reasons for joining the National Guard. So welcome to the show, Ferguson. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Adams. Yeah, it's so good to have you here. So please, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how long have you been in the National, the Air National Guard? Well, um, um, I just enlisted, you know, um, I haven't really been that long. I haven't even gone to my basic training yet, but, you know, it's, um, it's just an honor to, to get this started. You know, I, I, I couldn't wait to serve my country, you know, which is the country I've adopted right now, you know, to, to be of a service to it. So my journey is about uh, just begun. I can say that. Wow. Got a lot of tidbits for you about uh, basic training and all that, but I went to army basic training, so it'll probably be a little bit different than air, air uh, national guard training. But, um, so you joined this year then probably right. 2021. Yes. Yes. yes, This year. Okay. And and so where are you, you, you said your country that you're living here in, where are you originally from? Yeah. Originally I'm from Nigeria. Okay. Um, it's, it's one of the countries in Africa. Okay. Well, that's nice. And so you, you joined the national guard. I mean, what, what, what made you want to join? Like what, you know, all yeah, of us have a reason. So what, what was your reason? I know it's, it's about the, it's about service actually to, to the country. You know, that's what I can tell you right now. Um, going back two or three years ago, I, I wanted to join just to support my family, but right now where my family is at right now, it's not just to support the family, but it's, it's, it's more of service to the country, you know? Okay. Okay. Yep. And so, uh, you joined the air national guard. Why, why the air national guard? Why, why not army or, you know, some of the other, I, I'm just, I'm curious. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 I'm 39. I just turned 39 this, this month, second of um, this month. So I'm 39. Um, um, I wanted to join the army initially. That's who, who I started with then. But, um, along the line, um, uh, they didn't give me the job I was looking for uh, because of my age. So the army, um, I mean, the Air Force took me and gave me the, the job I wanted. So, but in all, it's all service to the country. <laughs> so had you served in another branch before? Nope. Nope. No. So, so you mean to tell me that someone aged 38 or 39 can join the Air National Guard for the first time without ever having served? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. The door is open to everyone, you know. Yep. That's great. So when do you, when are you thinking about, when do you go to basic training? 
Well, yeah, we are in the process because of the job uh, I was uh, I landed in, in the Air Force. So we are in the process of um, 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 creating a, a security clearance for me. And um, and on this weekend, I'm going to go to my um, the first um, drill weekend. So and we get oh. everything started. Yes. Exciting. Yeah. So what yeah. what are your expectations? I'm sure, you know, you've heard things about basic or you've heard things about your 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 school that's going to teach you your job, which we'll talk about right. that in a second. But. So, I mean, what are your expect? What do you expect is going to happen, like a basic training? Oh, uh, listen, um, I've heard a lot about the army and the military, and I respect the veterans out there. You know, the people who've paved the way for people like me to be encouraged to join. Well, it's about. Um, I know I, I will. I will. I will imbibe certain certain qualities to improve on my own life and also better uh, uh, the society. So it's 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 a blank check out there, you know. So. Whatever comes, I know it's going to be for my good. Yeah, well, yeah. I, you know, some of the statistics out there show that, you know, those who end up serving and, you know, uh, become honorably discharged, but go through basic training, we represent, you know, a small population of society, like 1% yeah. of society that can get through that. So really, really admirable that you're looking to take this on and, and go through yeah. that journey. So we talked a little bit about your job. So what, what are you going to be doing in the Air Force once you're done? Well, it's going to be uh, cyber security. Um, so I don't know what side right now until I, you know, I get through the basic training and and I go to my um, personal um, training and stuff like that. When I come out, um, uh, I'm just hoping I'll do I do um, a nice job, you know, trying to secure our cyberspace, you know. From yeah, that's that's definitely a skill that you can take into the civilian world as well. So, are you thinking about once you're done with basic and AIT and you're looking for that full-time position, are you thinking about looking maybe into something in that area? Uh, yes. Yes. Once I'm done with that, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, even though I'm, I'm like kind of reserved right now, but I have the opportunity to pick up uh, uh, some kind of active um, duty contract and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, while in it, maybe a couple of months down, down the road, stuff like that. Yes. It is really going to be exciting for me. Well, yeah. great. So you talked about your family. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? Well, yeah, I have I have a beautiful family here. My my wife here, it's, uh, that that's that is the engine room of of our family here, keeping everybody together. I have a, 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 a five children, and the youngest is like two months old. So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I have six, so I get it. I have a couple. Oh, sets of twins. Okay. see, you beat me by one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a couple sets of twins, and so it's it's busy, oh. busy, busy. Yeah, and both my husband and I served in the army. Uh, okay. and, the, and the military together. So that was uh, that was an interesting time. So definitely looking forward to um, what you have to offer and what you have to bring to Michigan. Right. I would right. ask you this question, you know, for mm -hmm. somebody who may be thinking about joining the, the military or joining the Army or Air National Guard or National Guard in general, what right. would you say to them to help motivate them to come on board? Listen, that's that's no better obligation i can think of you know to, to to you can you owe to yourself to your country and to your nation and even to the uh michigan where you reside than to come out and serve you know in the locality at whatever capacity you can okay this country needs you you know in the words of uh, one of our greatest uh, leaders here say think don't think what America can do for you, but think what you can do for America. So if you can, if you can serve in however capacity you are able to, it's it's it to me, it's just a thing of honor, you know. So just just come out. Don't. It's never too late. 
there are waivers even as far as you know if you think you're over eight there are waivers you know that can be done for you if you're willing to serve yes yeah that's great advice and know that once you get out of the military once you step off you know you're done with basic training and ait mm -hmm. that you know, for the purposes of Michigan, once you've done yeah. that, you're a veteran. So yeah. you and your family yes. can get access to the resources right. and opportunities yeah. that are available here. And so I, I want to let you know that. And I want to let, you know, every um, person who is serving in the, the um, National Guard or reserves that once they've completed that active part of service there, right. then right. you are a veteran. And so you can, right. you, you definitely want to give us a call. And right. uh, so just real quick before we wrap up, where did you go to get information about recruiting? Like, where, where did you go to find that out? Yeah, my backyard here, I went to Walmart, you know, grocery shopping, regular grocery shopping. And I saw these um, Army recruiters, you know, in their stand in Walmart. And like I said, two years ago, a, a, a lieutenant gave me a call, I believe some from some um, branch of the military. And when I told them my aide, they said, oh, no, you're not what we're looking for. So when I, I saw the Army stand and I approached them, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm this age. And is there any chance for me? He said, hey, yeah, come on. Come on, we'll give you a waiver. And that's how I started my military journey. Yes. Well, that's great. So, you know, just encourage anybody who may be thinking about joining or even thinking about going back into the military that, you know, the options are still there. Um, you can always give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838 to get connected to any of those opportunities. We can get you connected to an air a national guard recruiter an army national guard recruiter um and you can find out the opportunities that are available to you to not only serve your country and your community but also to take care of your family as well i want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your journey and i want to wish you the best of luck in every endeavor that you have and that you'll come out strong and and help to support our country thank you so much ferguson thank you miss adams for having me have a good one yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And when we come back, we'll be speaking more on Armed Forces Day. Stay tuned when we return on the Veterans Perspective. Well, welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I am joined by our next guest, Major General Paul Rogers, the Adjutant General and the Director uh, the Adjutant General of the Michigan National Guard and the Director of the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, so AKA my boss. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, good morning, Zanetta. I'm happy to be here, happy to be a, a guest, and I appreciate everything you do to get the message out for veterans and military. Appreciate that, sir. I, I will say that, you know, you, you run some excellent senior leader meetings and and so many times we're having to brief out to you, but I get, I'm excited that I get to put you in the hot seat today and ask you questions about the great work that you're doing in the state. So thanks for joining us. Um, so this show today, we're talking about um, National Military Appreciation Month and Armed Forces Day. You know, we, I, the guests, they, our viewers or listeners have heard uh, some of the information about the history of that today. And we've spoken with this outstanding uh, future veteran today as well. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I would love to hear your thoughts on the importance of recognizing service members and honoring their service to our country. Yeah. You know, I want to start out first by again, um, uh, thanking you for this opportunity to represent the service men and women who call Michigan home, even those who might be on active duty and are not within our state, uh, but especially those who serve within our state. We have uh, all branches of the services, and then all components 
a reserve national guard and some active duty, a small contingent of active duty here in Michigan. So, you know, to represent them and be the voice for what they do each and every day throughout the year uh, for our nation and then for our state is an honor for me. So thank you so much for including me uh, in this uh, broadcast. I, you know, it's to, to your question, um, the, the men and women who, who choose to put the uniform on are a very, very select group of citizens and sometimes non-citizens, those who seek citizenship are, are members of our roles, as you well know, and this is their path to getting their citizenship. But, but these young men and women join the military because they want to serve something much bigger than themselves. They want to contribute to society. They want to contribute to our nation. Uh, they do it for many, many different reasons. They do it for uh, personal pride. They do it because they had family members. They do it out of a sense of duty. Uh, they also do it uh, because of the benefits that are afforded them, whether it's health care or educational benefits. Uh, they, they do that also. What's common across all of those groups and all of those motivations is the willingness to serve selflessly, to put oneself before, uh, you know, to uh, before uh, the needs of others, uh, to support the needs of others, um, you know, to to offer themselves their time and their talents to support our nation and to support our communities. And that's why I think it's important to recognize them. Take a moment out of our year to stop and just remind ourselves that less than 1%, one, one-tenth of 1% of citizens of Michigan and one-tenth of 1% 1 of citizens of the United States choose to serve in the military. So it's a very small, select group of folks. And uh, to take a moment of time to just stop and pause and thank them for their service and their sacrifice, I think is very, very important. You know, that's great information, sure, sir. We did talk about that with uh, the National Guard member uh, that we spoke with earlier today. And just the pride in knowing that you're part of that small percentage of individuals who've chose to honor your country. I mean, that's that is great in and of itself. And and, you know, you, you talked about the the group of men and women who serve. Can you give us some perspective of how many people are serving and is there a cap? Like, can other people join? I mean, are, is, is there a cap as to how many people can join the National Guard? No, there, there really isn't. You know, um, we, we have what's called a force structure. We have a certain set of units, both in the Air Guard and the Army Guard, and they do have an objective strength, the number of people who make up that unit. Uh, but we have the ability to accept uh, folks with many different talents, uh, very diverse background, and we actually seek that diversity. Uh, but we're not, I wouldn't say we're capped by numbers. We're always seeking people who have that commitment to serve, <clears throat> who have a lot of pride in being an American, who have a lot of um, you know, pride in being a Michigander, and who want to give back to their communities. So, so we eagerly... Um, you know, recruit members of our society, members of our community. And quite often we refer to ourselves as a community-based organization because members from a community can choose to join a unit in their community and continue to live in their community throughout their, their adult life and careers. Uh, and that's what makes the National Guard so special. It's your neighbor serving in military and giving back to the nation and giving back to the, the uh, local community. So there is no cap. Uh, we have the Air National Guard uh, at three different installations up in Alpena, in uh, Selfridge, and then in Battle Creek. Uh, but 
but the members come from across the state and, in fact, from across the country. Some people travel in to serve on that weekend duty with their unit. And then the, the Army National Guard has a presence in 41 different communities spread across the Upper Peninsula and the Lower Peninsula. And we have armories or readiness centers in 41 of those communities. And again, those communities draw, those units draw from all of the surrounding counties and townships from their membership. So there's a lot of opportunity, great opportunity. And it just comes down to what is your passion? What is your interest? Are there career objectives that you have? And we can find you a home that matches those career objectives and helps you achieve your goals. That's great, sir. So for all of you all that were asking those questions out there, there's still an opportunity for you to join. So if you have um, prior service or if you are um, you just want to join for the first time or if you're like Mr. Anonye, who we spoke with earlier, who's 39 years old and got a waiver to come in and, 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 and join service, then this opportunity is definitely there for you. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I think talking about service, you know, we had a lot of National Guard members who served um, in different capacities over this past year and a half. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, most definitely. Um, and, I, and I appreciate the chance to touch on this. So, uh, you know, our organization is primarily a reserve for warfighting. We, we train each and every day to support our nation's interests and to be prepared, prepared to defend our nation and go to war to fight for our liberties and to protect our society. And that's our primary goal is that warfighting mission. So we train throughout the year, both the Army and the Air. Uh, quite often you'll see them largely in the summer because that's when we do our large formation training. But we do train one weekend a month uh, throughout the remainder of the year. <clears throat> and we hone our skills and our technical competency and we build that team that's necessary to succeed in combat. Uh, and that's our primary focus. And this year alone in 2020, we had more than 2,000 Michigan Army and Air uh, men and women deployed overseas fighting our nation's conflicts. We've been in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Jordan, Kuwait, uh, Poland. We've been uh, deployed on the southwest border, you know, within the United States to help secure the home, homeland. So, so we've had those 2,000 plus members of our community deployed all around the world throughout the year in 2020. In addition to that, we've supported the COVID response here in Michigan. We also responded to floods and we responded to the civil unrest. Uh, then within the United States, but not Michigan proper, we sent forces and units to Wisconsin to support the Wisconsin National Guard in Kenosha. And we also sent two different contingents, a 700 person contingent for the inauguration in Washington, DC. And then we followed on with another thousand uh, individuals that were there for about six weeks, helping to secure the Capitol, the Supreme Court, and some of the monuments in central Washington, DC, as the local law enforcement regained their footing and reorganized following the, the unrest uh, that occurred at the Capitol. So those are just touching on a few of the items and I can deep dive uh, at your convenience in any one of them. Thank you. Absolutely, sir. So I'm looking forward to that opportunity. When we return from our commercial break, we'll be diving in a little bit more into some of those responses and talking a little bit more about recruiting. So stay tuned when we return on the Veterans Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today we've been talking with Major General Paul Rogers of the Michigan National Guard and Director of the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. And we were just having a conversation about some of the uh, ways that the Michigan National Guard has been supportive during the pandemic and some of the civil unrest. Uh, now, uh, you talked a little bit about that. Can you can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the vaccine clinics and the, the testing that I know that I've seen National Guard members at and we've supported and worked with them at as well? Yes, absolutely. The, the COVID response, as you know, Director Adams, has been a significant part of our contribution uh, to Michigan citizens and our communities since March 18th of 2020. Uh, that's when we first activated our first members of our organization. And those first members were brought on board because of very specific skill sets. We brought our doctors on orders. We had orthopedic surgeons. We had family practitioners. Uh, we had uh, physician assistants and nurses that we were able to bring on orders to help us get organized for the statewide response. And they were key uh, subject matter experts to help the state of Michigan response with, um, you know, health and human services, the Michigan State Police, and really the all of government within Michigan. Then as time went on uh, and the testing picked up, the COVID testing, we brought hundreds of more people on board to help with uh, COVID testing. And they, they were people with a medical background, uh, could be medics, army medics or air force medics, uh, people who were trained with basic medical uh, practices. And, and we use them throughout the state to test. In fact, uh, the incarcerated uh, uh, citizens in those prisons, because that was a significant source of outbreak within the prison. So we were able to go through and do all 39,000 within a couple of weeks. But then we spread across all of the communities and really supported testing uh, throughout. Uh, and then, uh, you know, following on, we also had uh, large groups of people supporting uh, logistics operations. And we had hundreds supporting some of the food banks. And over the course of this last year, we've helped to distribute 45 million pounds of food through the local food banks across Michigan. And that was just the, the, what, where the National Guard was supporting. And I know the food banks do incredible work throughout the year, year after year, in addition to that. But we're proud to be part of that response. You know, then as we went through the phases of the response and the vaccine became available in December, uh, we started to use those medical professionals within the National Guard to support our communities and our local health departments in getting the vaccine out. And just since December, uh, the Michigan National Guard has vaccinated 460,000 civilians, you know, citizens within Michigan. Uh, and then in addition to that, our own military members and other federal employees. So the COVID response has just been uh, germane to everything we've done throughout the year. And that's all in addition to our, our basic warfighting uh, training and our deployments overseas. So it's really been an incredible job by all of our service men and women, both in the Army and the air, to support that, that overseas mission, that warfighting mission, and really be here for our communities and the COVID response. 
You know, you made some great points, sir. And I, I don't think people realize or even have kind of wrapped their head around the, the nature of this support at home and, you know, in our communities and, and even with the civil unrest that our National Guard members put them, themselves on the line when they're doing testing or they're doing, uh, you know, COVID response, you know, they could potentially have gotten, you know, coronavirus or some of those other things, but they showed up every day and they did their job. And so, you know, that's that's one of the things I'm so thankful of the National Guard for doing. And I've been seeing them so much. It's, it really is that they're a part of our community. So, you know, and speaking about that, I, you, you talk about these rock stars that live within the community that get up and go to work, you know, every day, but they're also supporting, uh, they're supporting the mission of the National Guard in the, in, in the Michigan and across the country. So can we talk a little bit about, for those people who have been inspired by everything they've heard today, how can they join, you know, what kind of training is involved? Some of those things. Sure. Yeah. You know, we have a, a probably between the army and the air. So on the army national guard, we have about 8,300 members on the air national guard. It's a, you know, a little bit more than 2,400 members. So, you know, you add that all up and we're, we're, just north of 10,000 members of the Michigan National Guard here uh, serving within our communities. You know, you talk about goals. We're always goal-oriented in the military. I'd love to get to 11,000. I'd love to find five or 600 more Michigan citizens who would join this year, who would, who would um, you know, choose to serve in the National Guard, choose to serve their nation, and choose to serve uh, in Michigan. So, you know, if, if folks are out there and are interested, we can find a home for you. We can find a home based on your future desires for a career, based on your educational goals. If you want to become one of those medical professionals, we can help you achieve that goal. If you want to drive a truck and you want to be a professional truck driver and, and you know across the country delivering goods and services uh, across our nation, we can give you the training skills for being a truck driver and we can get you those licenses. And the military license that you receive has reciprocity here in Michigan. So that, that ports over and you can become a licensed truck driver here in Michigan. Uh, you can span you know, uh, uh, law enforcement to logistical professional, uh, to doctors, orthopedic surgeons, to engineers. It spans the, the full breadth. And then core and germane to that are the values that we instill loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, personal courage. Those are the values we hold uh, as part of our institution, as part of our profession. And we can help, you know, uh, hone your skills, uh, bring you into a values-based organization, and then let you help you achieve your goals going forward. Now, maybe you already have a skill. Maybe you're already a practicing nurse. Maybe you're already a, a truck driver, but you choose, uh, you, you wish to serve your nation. We can find a home anywhere across Michigan uh, that's closest to where you call home, the community that you call home. So uh, I just encourage you to reach out uh, to our website, reach out, reach out to social media. We have a constant presence of recruiters, both on the Army and the Air National Guard, and they can work with you to find a unit that's closest to where uh, you live. And that also serves the needs or desires you have uh, to serve your community, give back to your nation and your state. Or, or develop the skills that you, you seek for future employment. So I, I really uh, ask you if you're interested to reach out to one of those uh, points. 
we, we also have um, cooperations with the universities and, and community colleges for educational benefits. And in some cases, you can go to school for free. In others, we contribute up to $6,000 a year to pay for your tuition and help you achieve your goals as a, a, uh, you know, a citizen soldier and a professional. And in addition to that, you also have federal tuition assistance. So in many cases, people can join the Michigan National Guard and have all of their educational expenses covered. We also have partnerships with organizations such as LIFT and others where we give certificates for uh, uh, professional trades, whether it's welding, machinists, uh, carpentry, electricians, those types of skills to help you achieve your goals in that, that field too. But there's so many different ways. It's hard to give a single answer that covers everybody's individual desires. And I really encourage you to reach out to a recruiter uh, for the Army National Guard or for the Air National Guard somewhere here in Michigan. Thank you for that information, sir. And for those listening, I just want to let you know that we will make sure that those websites are provided on our social media page and Facebook as well. You can go to the Michigan National Guard social media page. Or if you just don't remember any of that, as we've been uh, pushing it home to you, you can always call us at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838 to get connected to any of these resources and we'll get you where you need to be. Sir, we'll have to have you back because I want to talk to you about the Detroit Initiative and some of the other things that are going on. But I want to thank you for joining us today and for all of the excellent information that you provided us. Thank you, Zanetta. And you do a great job here, just as you do a great job supporting our veterans in Michigan. And thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Veterans Perspective.